Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Alman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's episode is about knowing the difference between taking divinely inspired versus discordant action on your life's purpose. So I checked the analytics just before we started our cacao ceremony in this podcast. And we have only had the first episode release a few days ago. And since that time, from week one to week two or three now, the amount of downloads has actually doubled in that time span, which is, I was not expecting that. Hmm. And I am seeing already that from the topics that we're talking about people are interested in what is the action step that they can take so for example the very first episode that we released was the first step to living your life's purpose that episode has the most downloads so far and i know that from writing blog posts listicle form formatted blog posts tend to outrank opinion based blog post a hundred percent so that tells me that people are actively taking inventory of their purpose and asking themselves okay what is my purpose and why does this matter to me so we've already got that i believe that people are already uncovering that for themselves and i believe now that perhaps the Focus can then be on, well, what are the tangible action steps that they can take in order to do this? And that made me think, well, you are covering life purpose from the angle of healing traumas so that you can be the greatest potential that you can be and creatively expressing yourself. And that's one angle of it. I come from the angle of, okay, well, obviously you know that you have a purpose and if you want to live your purpose and if you want to do the, that thing that is your purpose as a full-time way of living, obviously we live in a world where money is a thing. So I can guide people the best that I can on how do you actually take that idea? How do you actually take your purpose and monetize it? Mm-hmm. Turn it into a business of some sort, whether it's whether you become a solopreneur and you're just a one-person business, which there are people that obviously I've researched and I've shown you some videos that they're doing very exceptionally well, or a two-person business, or a small business with less than 10 people. See, that's that's the other thing. Mm. So we got to be very mindful of those things. And I forgot already what I was saying. Is it? You said there are many people who are already building exceptional businesses, solopreneurs, and you have been researching that. And people need, people are looking for action steps and strategies and concrete, hands on facts and how tos for their purpose, which makes ab- absolute sense. And that's also what I covered in the very beginning before we started. And I was mentioning that's what people want especially those people who are into personal development they want to they want they want to be left with some form of do this or some form of a strategy that they can implement right after listening to the podcast like call to action yes and the faster the faster they can do something and the more effective it is the better <laughs> people want fast results don't you think Maybe. I wouldn't I don't know if at this stage fast results is the thing. I don't think fast results is the answer. I think that tangible, proven results is the way to go. Yes. Plus I also believe a lot of people they go to listen to podcasts or YouTube videos because they wanna know how to improve their lives in whichever area right away. What, what can they do right now after listening and getting closer to manifesting their purpose? So the more we can give a lot of value, 
which people can implement and take action on immediately, the better it's going to be. I agree 100%. At lifepurpose.com, it is our purpose to support, guide, and empower you, the big ones, in living your life's purpose. To receive powerful daily meditations and mentoring for your life's purpose, join our premium membership and claim your seven-day free trial by clicking the link in the description or visit lifepurpose.com directly. And now back to the episode. When I think about why do I use YouTube, which is the only thing that I actually do use in terms of, I wouldn't call YouTube social media, but if you want to categorize it under that umbrella, that's what I use. That's the only platform that I do use. And I always use YouTube for educational purposes. It's never for recreational or entertainment purposes. It's to learn something and to figure out how can we improve the brand of life purpose. And this makes me think that the direction to go in is to provide an action sequence, something that people can do, but also to guide them to ongoing support. And I think this is also where the lifepurpose.com community that, that you are intending to have and host I think this is where this can play a huge role in people's development of their purpose. Because as we were talking about having workshops and having a group, a cohort of people very focused, like a mastermind, a network of people that are actually going after their purpose, and they are in a environment we have created the environment the digital environment at least we've created this digital environment where people from all backgrounds all parts of you know all parts of the world they can come together onto this specific platform in this specific community and be connected to someone that they can then leverage and partner up with that could help them with their purpose. Maybe there's something that you don't know specifically or I don't know specifically, but someone else in the group, in the community, does know how to do and can help them with. And I think that this is very important because when we talk about the purpose of why we do anything, I believe that if anyone is really sincere about living their purpose, I believe it's because they are, they are intending to leave the world a better place. At least that's what I choose to think. For me, this is my idea of purpose. Doing something that can be a good contribution to people or to the planet so that when I die, when I go, I know I did something meaningful here that improves people's lives or that improves life here on this planet in general. And I think that this is the, this is the crux. This is the, the focal point of why people are looking for their purpose and why they are interested in knowing, well, what is my next step to living my purpose? And we will clearly define this in the blog. I will be making a series in the lifepurpose.com website a blog series where we are going to answer the basic questions like who, what, where, when, why, how. I think those are the, the basics of people wanting to know what their purpose is. But then there's the next step, which is the external. What's the action step? The internal part is always the first part. It's like, okay, well, what does it mean to live a life of purpose? That has to really be, we have to all speak the same language on this. And I think it would be great to create a high value piece of content on the blog to illustrate what does this mean so that way when we speak to our big ones, when we have the community and when we are sharing our information and our knowledge and what we've researched and what we found to our audience, to our big ones, they can look at and they can understand, okay, well, we're all speaking the same language. This is what it means to live your life purpose. Then we move on to the why? Well, why does it matter to you on a deep soul level to 
live your life purpose. Why does that matter to you so much? We have to really tap into that why, because when we tap into the why, the how will automatically come. And it's from the how that is synonymous with action. So how am I going to live my life purpose is how am I going to take the action? And what I have discovered is that there are many ways to take action on your life purpose, but the key, and we've talked about this and we've seen this on our own journey, is is it just you taking action for the sake of taking action because you believe you need to take this action? Or are you taking aligned, divinely inspired and guided action that actually leads you on the path to where you need to go? That's going to be the differentiating factor. And that's going to be the action that we, we really want to focus on for our big ones. It's We can say, okay, well, this is the first step for XYZ person, but this may not be the first step for ABC person. You get what I'm saying? What we can do is we can model and show and showcase what our first steps were. But our first steps may not be the first steps, the same first steps for a person XYZ. But I think it is important to then, this is where the whole interview with other people comes in because then they can get ideas. How did this person do this? How did that person do this? How did that person go from successful multi-million dollar riding private jet billionaire to going to Greece and saving puppies, abandoned puppies and bringing them into Austria? How did successful hundred million dollar entrepreneur go from being successful hundred million dollar entrepreneur to starting up a vegan franchise to to make veganism go mainstream these are all different stories and they all had different paths and different action steps and i think our big ones are really going to need to know and see these different perspectives on what could be their first step to living that life purpose after they've gotten clarity on what does it mean to live a life of purpose why does it matter to them? And then naturally the how will come after. When people start to open up and listen to the God's voice within, they will be told what their life's purpose is and they will be guided accordingly. But some people are numb and blocked by too much noise and discord from the outer world. So they can't hear God's voice and they can't receive the calling and I believe those people who are living a life with true purpose, with a higher purpose, they had some form of an awakening or some form of a shift in their lives, which opened them up to receiving a higher calling. And they opened to God or to a higher power to receive what they needed to do. And there are so many people that I know personally that went through either a massive spiritual awakening or a lot of suffering and pain or like big life changes and life challenges that turned their life completely upside down and that forced them in a sense to reach for a higher source than themselves. And with that came a new purpose for their lives. Whether people go to church to receive God's word or people have spiritual practices or people believe in Buddha or in Allah, we all have different words to describe the same one oneness, the same one almighty power. And I believe the spiritual side of how we can guide people, yes, definitely, as you were saying, strategy and action steps and how to implement their purpose in the physical world is as important as assisting people in accessing their own God presence and awakening to the fact that God has never been just outside of them. God is literally within your own heart. It's within your own being. And when you stop looking for answers outside of you and you go back within, you will receive the guidance and the answers for your purpose. So it's a perfect balancing play of the inner world and the outer world. 
I think the best way that I have come to understand it is there is the inner work that comes first that is then reflected as a symbol in the outer world as the manifestation. So to explain that, if someone is seeking the answers on understanding more of what their life purpose is, I have come to the conclusion from my own experiences and observations of a similar group of people that we may be referencing or talking about is having a, as you had called it in a previous episode, having a spiritual hygienic routine that you can do on a daily basis that allows you to slow down your brainwave states so that you can drop into a more present moment state where you're not thinking, but you're literally just being, you're just in the present moment. And from that present moment, you may then receive insights. You then may receive guidance. Maybe there is a image of a person. Maybe there's a blog. Maybe there's a song that comes up and then you start researching and then one thing leads to another. And then you come across a piece of information that you had actually been looking for, for this whole time. And then obviously the, that's the internal part and the external part fused into one. And it's ironic because I think this is what you had been saying all these episodes. And I had been asking myself, okay, well, how do we actually speak that language to our big ones, our target audience, right? How do we speak this language to our big ones so that they could understand this? Maybe you can say it in a way that a specific group of the big ones understand it. Maybe I can say this in a way that a specific part of the big ones can understand it as well. And I think the... What I can say for sure is knowing the direction for your purpose is not something that you think about. It's something that comes to you, something that you receive. You may be sitting in your room and you may do your best to think so hard on getting the logical answers for your life purpose and like putting your brain um, into all these pieces and thinking so hard and it's not going to come to you. You can't think your purpose into existence. It's something that you must be willing to receive, a vision, a guidance, a calling. And that brings me back to being able for everyone to be in the silence, to be in the stillness, and to embrace that feminine aspect of you that is able to just sit and breathe and be present so that you can tap into the infinite intelligence realms which are omnipresent they are all around you they're all within you the universe is inside of you the universe is everywhere within you and around you which is infinite divine intelligence and you can access that in stillness when you are not distracted by the noise of the outer world by other people's opinions expectations it's about you finding your own answers by being able to spend time in stillness and when you take time every day, preferably, even if it's just for a few minutes to go into that stillness, you will receive so much more clarity and you will be able to align to your true purpose at a speed that you could not logically think about. It's less about doing, it's less about thinking, it's less about using your mind to analyze things. It's about dropping inward, receiving stillness, intention, and it's about you accessing your higher mind. It's switching off the ego mind that wants to analyze things and you going higher and you going into your, call it the God mind. That is the irony because I do understand what you're saying and this philosophy or this what you're saying what we're saying for our big ones is counter what the mainstream is saying 
And for perfect example, there is this idea in the mainstream that success, financial resources, and material things is happiness. And that in order for you to get that happiness, you must hustle, you must work very hard, and you must almost to the point of sacrifice your well-being and your relationships and suffer in order to obtain that. Yeah. This is what I have seen and this is what I have observed. And we're saying that that does not have to be the case. We are saying that it is and can be as simple as doing less, being more, and actually being more effective. Perfect example. Before the internet, what did, if we wanted to have a podcast 50 years ago, obviously we would call that having a radio show. And on this radio show, if we wanted to be heard on a radio show or on our own radio show, we would have to spend a lot of money to buy that station, that frequency, so that we can be heard on the radio. It's the same thing as when Tony Robbins talked about how he got his first start at doing infomercials. So the infomercials are the commercials where you sell a product, but you had to spend thousands of dollars at that time just to get a spot on TV in like the middle of the night where, you know, only a certain group of people were up at that time. Wow. <laughs> so you had to spend at least like twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars, which in today's money might as well have been like sixty to eighty thousand. And on top of that, our radio show or an infomercial could have only been listened to or played back within a certain range, within a certain parameter. So if we were in the United States and we were in New York City, hypothetically, we would only have a radio show that could only be broadcast within a certain radius or a certain diameter, right? Maybe 25 miles of where our station is. Same thing with the infomercials. We could only have been like within a specific state, not national. However, today, in today's world, because of YouTube, because of podcasting and et cetera, and the way that technology is all set up, Obviously, we can be heard internationally now for pennies. That's powerful. That's really, really powerful. And what does that mean for us? Well, that means that we don't have to work as hard to acquire the financial resources to broadcast the message. That means we don't have to work as hard to get ourselves distributed. We have already submitted our podcast to several directories. So now we're, we're being auto-distributed throughout the entire world. This is very simple. This is very simple to do. Same thing with having a website, with having a web presence. Same thing with if you're a musician and you wanted to create music. In today's world, you have a significant advantage of creating your content, creating your message, creating your music at a, at a completely different advantage than what was possible 20, 30 years ago. Imagine having to get a recording studio and then also pay for getting your content printed on CDs or on record tapes or record players or etc. However they did it back then, I don't know. But today, it's as simple as you record the content. You could even record the content from your home, make your own beats from your home, from your computer, and put it all together and then put it up on SoundCloud or other music hosting platforms. And all it takes is just one really good song to get to get viral, to go viral in these days, right? Like if you look at, for example, a lot of the um, hip-hop artists, the rappers of the last 10 years, they leveraged those platforms to share their message, to share their music or their their own creative spark or their own creative genius in their way and distribute that content over to those platforms for free. That wouldn't have been possible 20, 30 years ago. 
And so what we're saying, what I'm saying to get to the point of this is the mainstream says work hard, do this, do this, go to the point of sacrificing yourself. We're saying do less, be more. You're saying, and now it's actually starting to make a lot more sense, the way that you speak about purpose, the way that I speak about purpose, it's blending in together now when I think about it because you're saying the first part is the internal. It is the spiritual hygiene. It is taking care of yourself and sitting in the silence to allow yourself to receive. That is a very feminine quality that needs to be cultivated and nurtured within each of us. It doesn't matter if you're man, it doesn't matter if you're a woman. We all have that uh, feminine receptive quality that can be nurtured within each of us and nurtured, uh, nourished. And then the other part of that is to take action in a very swift, direct, and aligned way. It's not good enough to say, well, I'm just going to go and just do a whole bunch of things and it's basically like you throwing spaghetti at the wall. No, you want to be like a sniper. You want to be like a sniper and you want to really focus on that one shot that you have to take. Right. I believe a huge part of living your purpose is knowing what is the divinely guided action versus the human created ideas on what to do, what I think I need to do. And I want to go a little bit deeper with that um, because I believe that could save our listeners a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of resources to know the difference between the both. And That's actually a question that I did want to ask you is like, how do you take divine action? How do you go through that process? It's about being in the stillness, connecting to a higher source, connecting to God within and asking for help, asking for guidance and asking, okay, this is where I am at in my life. I need guidance. What is the next step? And then letting the answer come to you. And the answer, you will know when it is the right step. You will know when it is the right aligned answer because it's going to feel peaceful. It's going to feel almost relaxing in your body. It's like, yeah, that feels good. Yeah, that sounds good. Versus when you receive another answer that may come from your limited ego mind or from a suggestion from the outer world, or oh, you need to do this, you need to do that, and just feel into yourself whether it feels discordant, it feels off, or it feels peaceful. Okay, so you touched on something very important just now. You talked about feeling, F-E-E-L, the way we feel. I had just finished publishing the episode on the LifePurpose.com podcast where you had read the newsletter piece from Nicole Mantilla and how we are, in, a in essence, numbing ourselves. And you've also been saying this so for the last few episodes in your own way, but now it makes absolute sense. When you say we have to pay attention to the way we feel, if we feel discordant from an insight, so taking your example, I'm creating the intention, going through my spiritual practice every single day of sitting in meditation, sitting in silence, asking God or my higher self, my I am presence, my mighty I am presence, hey, God, angels, fairies, whoever is listening, whoever's got my back and supporting me. Okay, what is my purpose? Why am, what, what am I here to do? And obviously you're sitting in this and then you get a vision, right? It's important to know when you're saying it, it's important to feel if that vision is feeling good or if it's not feeling good. Are you coming from basically then inspiration or are you coming from desperation? Are you coming from a place of, man, I got to pay the bills and I'm really unhappy at this job, but I still got to pay the bills. And then you get this vision of, okay, well, let me do X, Y, and Z. And that still doesn't feel so good to you. And then on the weekends, you're drinking alcohol on the weekend, you know, you're smoking cigarettes or you're, you're, you're eating junk food. You're saying 
that your part of your spiritual hygiene, part of your spiritual practice is to stop numbing yourself so that you can actually feel, you can be like a antenna so that you can feel your best so that you can really be a sharp feeler for whatever the vision is that you may receive so that you can discern whether or not that's coming from God or your higher presence or whatever versus if the feeling that you feel is like, okay, Gabriel, this is just you coming from a place of desperation. You need to go back to the drawing board and get really in tune with the God force or the universe or whatever. Right, right. The power of discernment is huge. And you practice that by being in stillness and by practicing purifying rituals, by keeping your vibration, your energy as pure as possible. We spoke about that in the previous episode about your vibrational hygiene and you will strengthen your own judgment, your own discernment on the visions and the ideas that come to you. And you will know with practice whether they come from a higher source, which is looking out for your greater and higher good versus if it comes from a lower vibrational state of fear, guilt, or shame. And anytime we act on an idea that is has its foundation on fear, shame, or guilt, the outcome will be the outcome will be discordant. The outcome will push you away from your highest timeline. And then you're saying also that when you are coming from a place of feeling your best, thinking your best, coming from a positively radiant state of consciousness, that it is from that place where you're more likely to receive wisdom or insights or vision on taking divinely guided and divinely inspired action that is going to help you with your life purpose. Is this what you're also saying? Yes. So just give me a moment. Um, something is coming through on how to explain that in a more simple way. And the way I'm seeing it right now is mm, that's also something that I received yesterday from the, from the ceremony. Okay, so when you go into stillness, into a meditative state, where you can switch off from the outer world and you drop back into you, into the galaxy, the cosmos, and the intuitive knowing that houses within you. And in order for you to access the inner knowing, the intuition, the stillness, the guidance in your own presence, you need to go back within. And then it's about setting the intention to receive the highest outcome, the highest guidance which is in alignment with your greatest and highest good. And every time you make that your intention, you got to trust that only the highest ideas and guidance will come through for you. But set the intention because where your intention goes, your energy will be amplified. So I am very intentional with everything that I do at this stage of my life. And I know that I can focus my energy and what I receive by setting an intention prior. So I already set up, as Abraham Hicks would say, my vortex, what I receive by setting the intention. And I say clearly, okay, God, higher self, my intention is to only receive the guidance that is for my greatest and highest good. Everything else stays out. And that's how I set up to receive what I need to receive. And then I go into stillness. And if something comes through, a vision, an idea, or a spark, an inner knowing, an intuitive nudge, and if I am not certain, or if I have a sense of doubt, I would ask three times, is this vision, is this guidance that I'm receiving right now for my greatest and highest good? And then I would trust the yes or the no. And that, again, is going to require you to be more in tune also with your feminine side, the intuitive knowing, the receiving, the intuition, and strengthening that part of you to then also discern. And that's part of the inner game. That's part of the inner alignment to your purpose, to know which energy you are calling in to help you with your, guide, with your guidance and your purpose. You always want to state and come in with the intention 
whether you do that in prayer or in meditation or just going for a walk in nature where you can be in stillness. Very important to set the intention that you only choose to receive the visions, the guidance that is for your greatest and for your highest good. And it's only then when you actually receive that and you can actually feel and discern that feels right from your heart, from your mind, from both. Just an overall feeling good in your in your body. Okay. And then from there, that's when it's time to take action. But it's not like we're looking to take action anytime sooner. I feel like we need to give a little bit more explanation on what we're talking about here. So we're talking here basically about two different ways of taking action of taking action one way is the aligned way of action which actually is going to lead you to a higher outcome and it's gonna align you to your true purpose and that's where you want to be that's where you want to go but then there is also the other side of taking as you were saying throwing a bunch of spaghetti on the wall where you think you need to do all this stuff and you're doing you're doing all this work and you're with with your blood sweat and tears and you think oh i'm doing so much i'm working so hard but nothing is working out and you like what is going on it's because that path of action most likely has its foundation on fear shame and guilt versus the other path has its foundation on on God's energy, on the purest energy that you can receive. So is your action rooted in fear, shame or guilt and desperation and greed? Or is your action rooted in faith and love and trust and wisdom and trusting in a higher outcome? And both ways of action are going to lead to a different path, to a different outcome. You could say that the way the one way of receiving higher guidance that is rooted in faith and love and trust puts you in an upward spiral and the other path of you taking action based on fear, shame and guilt and desperation or greed is going to put you in a downward spiral. And we have been there ourselves for sure where we were taking a lot of action at times and it didn't bring us anywhere. And then we were taking so much less action, but it was the striking action versus doing a hundred things, hoping, wishing that it's going to get you somewhere versus taking one action, which comes from a higher source, which creates the outcome that you desired in your heart and even more. The way that I could describe this, I have two examples that I'm thinking of right now. The first I'll go with, let's say, social media. Let's say if one of our big ones is listening to this right now and they want to be a social media influencer and they feel that that's their purpose because they have a, a bigger message to share on social media. I can actually think of one person right now who is an influencer on social media, particularly on TikTok and YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. And let's say, for example, you have this idea in your mind because you've listened to the outer world so much and not done what Hema you just said about sitting in the silence and meditating and asking for divine guidance on what you should be doing for your purpose. Instead, you've actually been going outside of you to the Googles and to the search engines and etc. for the answers. And so the answer that you come up with is that for you to fulfill your mission as an influencer, you need to be on Pinterest. You need to have a podcast. You need to have an Instagram. You need to have a TikTok. You need to have a YouTube. You need to have a Facebook fan page. You need to have a Facebook group. You need to have a Facebook account. And you also need to have, hypothetically, a MySpace. So you need to also then post now unique pieces of content to each platform every single day two or three times a day for the next five to ten years and then that is how you will live your purpose and you 
now start to do that because you have followed that guidance outside of you and you believe that that is what you must do, congratulations, you're on the path to burning out. Congratulations, you're on the path to getting nowhere because instead of, let's say, like you would say, you're all over the place now, you're not taking the divine action and you're forcing, you're taking all this action, you're putting in all this work and then you're not bearing any fruit. Versus you could actually just feel into, hmm, what is my favorite platform? What is the platform that I actually enjoy using? Let's say the fa your favorite platform is YouTube and it's not Pinterest, it's not Instagram, it's not Twitter, it's not Facebook, it's not TikTok, it's not any of those platforms. You just really like YouTube. Well, then you start with YouTube. And instead of making one video every single day or two videos a day or three videos a day, you actually make one video every two or three days. But the video that you actually make every two or three days is a very high value inspired piece of content that you actually received as a vision or as a message because you took the time to sit in meditation. You took the time to sit in silence and to actually ask your God self, hey, it's in my heart to be a YouTuber. I'm a big one. This is my purpose. <laughs> Give me an idea for the episode, for whatever I need to do. And then you do that, and then the next thing you know, you actually start to get traction. I am saying this because this is actually a real-life example for me. There was a time where I was posting content all over the place, wasn't getting any traction. But then, at some point, I remember I started creating the Life Purpose Love series. And one of the, the episodes or one of the videos that I made that really got a lot of views was the Life Purpose of a Shaman. So that's one example, the whole content creation thing. And if one of our big ones that's listening to this is like, hey, my purpose is to be an influencer. Another example that I can use for sure for my own life is, you know, when it flows easily. I think that's when you know it's really meant to be. And perfect example, I remember there was this time where I was living in New York City, it was over 10 years ago. I was living in Washington Heights, Manhattan, and I was at this time engaged and I was not happy. I could feel it. I was very unhappy. I felt very stuck. One thing led to another and I was at the end point of that relationship at that time. And for whatever reason, there was like a block of a month or two. It was crazy. Like for a long time, for over a year, I felt really super stuck. But then within one or two months, I, at the time, I found a job where, you know, I could do my my work part-time while I could work on my other things, my business stuff full-time. I also found an apartment in New Jersey that I could afford because I obviously I couldn't afford to live in New York City with the money that I was making from working a job. So I was able to find a place that I could afford in New Jersey that would allow me to, you know, pay the bills and then also work on my 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 things that I want to do as an entrepreneur at that time. And I was able to get that apartment within less than a week. Like I saw the ad for it. I applied. I got it very fast. It happened very, very fast and it happened with such ease and such effortless simplicity that I was like, I was able to like had a brand new life before I knew it within less than two months. And so that's what I'm saying. You could either do it a very hard way where you're forcing it, but guess what? And that force, you might end relationships that you really valued. Like, you know, how many people do get divorced? Like Nicole Matilda was saying in the newsletter, how many people do get divorced? How many people do separate and end relationships because they're they're chasing this idea in their mind and driving themselves crazy to do it versus being actually very happy where you are, being at peace and going very smooth. Going in going in a pace that's very smooth. 
And another perfect example, when we went to Mount Shasta, California in 2019, we went up with someone that it took twice as long as when someone was driving us down. And the whole time that that person was driving us down, what were we doing? She was going slower than the person that was going up was driving. She was going slower and she was talking about St. Germain and the Violet Flame. And the car ride was smooth. We didn't get lost. We didn't go on detours. It was just very effortless and simple. There is a saying that slow is fast. And, you know, I know at this stage now what that really means. I received the answer and the reminder also on my walk today. If you want to be really present in your life, everything needs to slow down around you. Why? When our brain waves slow down and get into a deeper state, we are more present, we are more peaceful, we are more clear. And with that state of being, the actions you take are going to be, in a sense, your shortcuts, taking you straight through the forest to your destination. Versus when you go fast, you are in a higher brainwave state, which sometimes can feel chaotic, all over the place, not centered. And instead of you taking the shortcut through the forest, you don't even see that there is a shortcut through the forest. And you're making it chaotic and hard on yourself because you're hectic, because you're stressing and you're not present. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. Well, what I mean by slow is fast. So in a very real way, this is a mental universe and it's just a projection of our minds. If our brainwave states are slow and relaxed, we are slow and relaxed. Everything we'll do, we do will be then slow and relaxed and smooth. But if we're coming from this place of worry and concern, that's going to create some type of friction in the outer world. It's going to create some type of counter thing that we actually want to have happen in the outer world so then the trick and the solution then especially the times where i have let go and i've just stopped trying to force things like there's gabriel the gabriel that wants certain outcomes but when i get rid of and I let go of it, it's just like all right whatever enough and i just let go of that obsessive behavior that's when everything flows and i've seen that and it it is important to come from that state of non-attachment. It is important to come from that state of being peaceful and relaxed and being free of an outcome, as well as being slow and methodical and only acting and only using your energy in the way that you have maybe received guidance from your higher self or your God presence from. Yeah. And... You know, it's also when we slow down, we are able to take up space and we are able to be really present and everything that we say and the energy that we emit just through our presence is going to be felt. It's going to be noticed by the world around us. And it's like your energy, when you slow down and you take up your space, you take your time when you speak. You take your time when you do something because it's all like a laser. It's you in that slow pace that you're actually becoming a laser-focused energy that can create a wildfire. But if you're all over the place, the energy is not focused and it creates mashed potatoes or spaghetti on the wall. But it's just what I'm seeing right now is the, the magnifying glass that needs to be so still held towards the sunlight on a piece of paper or on a piece of wood for enough time holding it just still and letting the light of the sun just do its work to create a fire. But if you move the magnifying glass around and all over the place, you're not you're not going to have a fire happening at all. So I'm, I'm seeing this vision right now because it is a symbol for yourself. Think about the sun as your God presence working through you. 
the magnifying glass is your physical vessel, your body, the shell of you. And the wildfire is the action. It's your purpose. It's creating a shift, doing something. And it's in that stillness, you surrendering to a higher power and letting the higher power work through you and knowing when that higher power wants you to act and when it wants you to be still. Okay, so then a wrap-up question for you, since this episode has been about taking divine action, because everyone's purpose is individual, it's not like we can say that this is the definitive way to take the first step to live your life purpose, but what we can say is to take divine action, and that divine action is very case by case. So my question to you is, what is a habit or an action that can be universally done for our big ones that they can start doing right now so that they can take aligned divine action on their life purpose? What is one habit or one tip that you can share on a universal basis? Everyone needs to find their own God presence, their higher presence in their own lives. First, you have to be ready for it and you have to be willing for it for receiving it ask and you shall receive okay that's too cryptic that's not direct i'm saying like more like meditation or well i mean that's the answer you gave so that's the answer you gave so well in order for someone to receive the answers and the guidance from a higher source they have to be willing and open enough to connect with a higher presence so that's what I'm saying. If, if a person is ignorant, if a person does not believe in such a thing that there is a higher power out there, they're not going to be able to connect to that higher power. So then the first step is to believe. I would say so. I would say so. And to believe that a higher power is not outside of you, but it's within you. So it's about believing that you are the answers that you're looking for and that you have it within you. And that's the best way I can say it. And that also reflects to what Jesus is saying. Know thyself first. You have to know and to remember and to awaken to the fact that you are much more than just flesh. You're much more than just the ego mind. You're much more than the negative thoughts that you may be having. There is a divine power in you, in, through, and around you that brought you here into life. And you have God's spark, God's presence in you. You are that. And when you awaken to that, that you are made from the divine, then you will notice and remember that you have the divine guidance all within you. But that's what I mean when I say you have to be open enough to believing that there is a higher power within you, that you are so much more than just your mind or your physical body. And that is the first step to receive higher guidance. You have to believe in a higher power and to know that it's not outside of you, but it is you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.